it's basically the zero hour. I have waited until the very, very, very last minute to record this week's episode, and honestly, it's a little bit of a doozy, so uh, I guess let's begin with, well, the Bible quote. How does this begin? How does this begin? <clears throat> the land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. Psalm 67, 6. Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and we're back this week with another Zonder Kids book, The Berenstain Bears Harvest Festival from 2015. This is a book that I have honestly not been looking forward to because I think I read it when I first purchased it a few years ago and then never looked at it again. I thought it was a Thanksgiving book and I couldn't figure out when to work it in, but it's not actually a Thanksgiving book. It's a it's a fall book. It's it's inappropriate for me to be discussing it today, but, you know, I think I did it. Didn't I do an Easter book a few weeks ago? So who cares? Who cares? Uh, it's the Harvest Festival. What's a Harvest Festival? What's the point of this? Why are we talking about the harvest? Who's harvest? When harvest? What's up with the harvest? There is so much I could cover in this episode. I could spend forever talking about what's an omer and what Shavuot is, and the Feast of Weeks, and the way the Jewish, uh, the Greek translation of the Shavuot into Pentecost became the Christian Pentecost, deliberately borrowing uh, the concept of the 50-day calendar from Judaism, but now most people, when they think of the Pentecost, they think of the Christian Pentecost, uh, but in short, uh, the, on the second day of Passover, uh, you start counting down 50 days, and on the 50th day, you have a a, uh, a feast of weeks. It's, it's called the Feast of Weeks because it's like seven weeks. Uh, that is called Shavuot. I know I'm mispronouncing it. Shavuot, uh, which celebrates two things uh, traditionally the like the wheat harvest in the land of Israel as laid down by the by the Bible like uh, God tells you know everyone I think it's in what is it in Leviticus is it in uh, Deuteronomy in a couple of those in a couple of those books they talk about how uh, you gotta you gotta celebrate the wheat harvest uh, Israel and the, the reason it's done, there's several different reasons. There's a bunch of different of these harvest, I mean, harvest festival. As long as there's been harvests, there have been harvest festivals. But this one is specifically about uh, on the second day of Passover, you start counting the days because I believe the, the rabbinical tradition is that Moses said, you know, like in 50 days from now, I'm go we're going to have a we're going to have a big celebration at Mount Sinai. So get ready. So like all the Jewish people. All the uh, Israelites were like, ooh, we can't wait. So that every day they'd be like, one, two, three. And then on the 50th day, he has the Ten Commandments. He's like, ta-da, I came back from, from the mountain. Here's the Ten Commandments. It's the new thing. Uh, welcome to the wonderful world of, oh, what you doing with that golden calf over there? And then things got really complicated. But uh, so, so in, I mean, this is a vast, vast, 
vast oversimplification of all of this. Uh, the reason I bring it up, though, is because in this week's book, this week's book specifically addresses Shavuot, uh, Shavuot. Uh, I, I, I'm mispronouncing it, and I apologize. I, I'm not good with with Hebrew. I'm just I'm just not. Uh, it translates as weeks. That's just what it means. It means weeks. Uh, that's the word because you're counting down the weeks. Uh, it occurs on the sixth day of the Hebrew month of again another word I'm going to mispronounce Sivan. I don't know. Uh, so sometime between May fifteenth and June fourteenth on the Gregorian calendar. Uh, and I think I believe uh, it also marks either the beginning of the of the of the week counting. Or the end of it marks when you're allowed to start eating grain from that year's harvest. Uh, until that point, you're supposed to continue eating grain from the previous harvest. And then you can start eating from that year's harvest. It's a thing. Uh, also, it's like it's called, uh, it's called uh, the counting of the Omer. Uh, because uh, you were supposed to bring each day of the of the ob ob observance, you were supposed to bring in an omer or a, a sheaf of wheat into the temple, and then the rabbi would wave it in the air or elevate it, depending on your translation. And uh, then you were going to eat you you ate bread made from the elevated or waved waved uh sheaves of wheat so that's what that is and it's called the counting the counting of the day you count down the sheaves of wheat uh, and each day you count down and get to 49 you get to 50 and woo it's it's time to sell it's time to celebrate it's also a period of mourning uh for for uh some uh jewish observers because I mean, there's there's a whole list of reasons why it's also a period of mourning so it's a complicated holiday as all holidays are uh, but why did the bears talk? Like, what's the point? Why would the bears even bring this up? Well, they don't actually bring up the 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 the, the, the day by name. Uh, uh, so the premise is that it's you know it's a beautiful autumn day. Papa's raking leaves. Mama's cutting back the Mama is cutting back the late flowers in her garden so they'll bloom better next year. Which is some pretty prescient gardening for a children's book. Uh, we are currently working on our lilac bushes outside. Uh, it's a years long process to get those things back under control. Uh, we should probably, I, pro I probably should have cut back the flowers earlier. I, I need to keep, I need to keep an eye on it a little bit better, uh, now that I know what to do, but, uh, mama knows what to do. Cut back those flowers. Papa's raking leaves. Kids are jumping in the leaves. Uh, and mama's just, mama's thrilled. She's like, you know what? This is a great season. Uh, it's colorful. It's bright. The leaves are bright and colorful. Uh, she probably likes the, the, the rustic browns of the season. Uh, they probably complement her light blue dressing gown pretty well, her light blue hat, her bright pink vest. Uh, and Papa's like, yeah, uh, pa uh, fall's a special time. You might say it's when Mother Nature puts on her best clothes and dishes up her finest food. Uh, and the kids are like, ah, oh, Papa, that's funny. Now, now put a pin in that. Because we're going to be coming back to Mother Nature later, uh, this being a religious book and all. We're going to explore uh, the bear's weird theology. So Papa talks about how the, the squirrel, all the animals are enjoying their own harvest. Because the squirrels get the fallen acorns. Uh, you know, the birds are putting together their nests. And Mama's like, well, speaking of harvest, uh, I saw in the paper that the chapel in the woods is having a harvest festival at Farmer Ben's farm today. Which struck me as weird. Because the chapel in the woods is their church. Farmer Ben is their neighbor. But they didn't know about the Harvest Festival until Mama 
saw it in the newspaper. I, I did. I mean, it's it's just I would be a little put off if I was Farmer Ben's neighbor and I went to the church and I had to find out from the newspaper that there was a there was a party going on that I was apparently not invited to. So, uh, so they decide to go. Uh, they they put away their their tools, their implements, and they they don't say, it doesn't say if they load up the car or anything. I hope they just walked because Farmer Ben again lives across the street from them. Uh, they stroll down the oh, they, oh okay here we go yes they stroll down the sunny dirt road uh, they enjoy the sights sounds and smells of autumn a buck with a fine set of antlers a fuzzy caterpillar spinning a cocoon a V of geese the smell of fallen you know what I do love fall I'm looking at this and I'm just like you know it's midsummer right now I can't wait for fall I can't wait for the leaves to change color you ever been to Minnesota when the leaves change color you get there on the right day it's gorgeous you get there on the wrong day just brown but it's still nice I love the crunch of leaves I love the smell of the first chimney leaks the chimney leaks the smoke what do you call it the smoking chimneys I love that smell I love the smell of fire pits in the backyard of people getting out there and enjoying the the, the cool th- I, I just enjoy it plus there's a cool picture here of a caterpillar spinning a cocoon which is adorable so we finally get to the god stuff we get to the god stuff and mama says harvest time is about more than just enjoying the season it's time to give thanks to god for all of his blessings and this is where i remind everyone what we discussed in one of the thanksgiving books which is that thanksgiving which isn't an american holiday because i mean when people say Thanksgiving, they tend to think of the American holiday, but a feast of Thanksgiving is as old as the hills, as old as the Harvest Festival. Uh, And as we have covered in in this show before, Thanksgiving is the um, weird American holiday that no one insists we we put the God back in, even though it is actually more blatantly religious than Christmas. Because Christmas is just celebrating a concept, whereas Thanksgiving is in the title. It's literally the giving of thanks. And if you don't have anyone specifically in mind to give thanks to, you're not giving thanks. Who are you giving thanks to? Probably God. So what Mama is talking about is essentially going to a Thanksgiving meal, which is, you know, again, hand in hand with a harvest festival. You sit down at your meal to enjoy your new food. You thank whatever deity you worship for the harvest, for the bounty. And you hope for another one again the next year. They're totally blessed, these kids. So they get to the chapel in the woods. Uh, no, they don't get to the chapel. They get to Farmer Ben's farm, which is decorated by the, uh, I assume, Preacher Brown's wife. There's uh, apples. There's bales of hay. There's shocks of yellow corn and Mrs. Ben's tasty pumpkin pies. I cannot wait for fall. I love pumpkin pies so much. So everyone kicks back, starts enjoying things. Uh, see how many bushels of apples you can gather. So they all go apple picking. Uh, try picking a pumpkin. They, they the, ki- the cubs go out to the pumpkin patch and pick pumpkins, which are crazy looking. Brother gets a super lumpy one. Sister gets a weird twisty one. And, and Honey gets one that's incredibly tiny. Then it's time for the hayride. They all hop on the ra- the ride and go for a little uh, trip around Farmer Ben's farm. And it's cute. Uh, we, I see, I'm just looking at this. It looks like there's Papa and Mama. There's Honey and Sister and Brother. There's Lizzie Bruin. There's Preacher Brown. Everyone's being tugged along by, uh, by Farmer Ben. And they see the corn shocks and the haystacks. They see the pigs and the geese and the ducks and the swans. Or is this, is that swan? Yes, those are swans. 
The sun starts setting. Everything's beautiful. There's a part that confuses me. It says they said hello to a friendly scarecrow. In the, in the picture, they're all waving. And the scarecrow is seen from behind with its arms up in the air and no legs. It's hanging on a pole. No legs. And it looks like it's waving as well, kind of. And I was like, is the scarecrow alive? Like, is this... Is this a living, is this the going to be the dark night of the Scarecrow? We never find out, but I like to believe it is the dark night of the Scarecrow. So it's growing dark. They get back to the farmyard. There's a fire going. Uh, this is, Dinner is being cooked outside. And they ask Preacher Brown to say grace. And I guess if, if anyone's qualified to say grace, it's Preacher Brown. And he says, God tells us to celebrate the festival of harvest with the first fruits of the crops you sow in your field. And as the people of God did so long ago, we still do today. Thank you, Lord, for giving us good food from farm and field and for the joy of working together in the harvest time. Amen. A pretty solid grace. Far better than God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Which is what I had to say. But he mentions the first fruits. And it's one word. First fruits of the crops. This is a direct reference to the passages in the Old Testament that became the counting of the counting of the sheaves that became uh, Shavuot that became all of that. And it's interesting that he's specifically refers to that. Now, I do know that there are Christian factions who also observe this. It's one of those like weird. We're not Jewish, but we're doing the Jewish stuff because we believe it brings us closer to the anyway. So I saw reference to that when I was looking all of this up. I don't believe that's what he's doing. I believe he's just dipping into the past to bring up some interesting points. Uh, not as much about harvests in the New Testament, because Jesus is mostly concerned with, you know, the one-on-one, -on -one, the people thing. And the harvest and the, and the, and the offering of the first fruits is very much a, a old world thing, because you're... You're offering a sacrifice. I mean, that's what it is. It's a sacrifice. You're, you're sacrificing the, the, the best of your fruits uh, to, to, to God. Now, I, I mentioned this before. And so I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, we talk about the Bears' theology. What is, what is the Bears' theology? At one point, the Cubs in the beginning say, would you say Mother Nature is putting on a good show for us? And Mama says, well, you know Mother Nature works for someone a bit higher up. Which says to me, the bears explicitly uh, are polytheists at this point. It's polytheists. Uh, Mother Nature, at this point, stops being an abstract concept. Stops being the idea of nature. Stops just being a fun personification of nature and starts being uh, a, a demigod who works for God, who is one of God's employees. And maybe it's not intended to be interpreted that way, but by gum, I'm interpreting it that way because it's just funny to, for her to say, well, you know, Mother Nature works for the man upstairs. Like, Mother Nature works for God. I'm like, oh, really? That's like saying, you know, Santa Claus works for Father Time. Like, whoa, 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 I'm not used to this. This is, this is, uh, I have in my mind that because the Berenstain Bears don't live in America, they live in bear country, at least at this point in the continuity. They live in a... Because their history is very different from ours, because, because of all that, because we know that Grizzly Gran is a seer, because we know that Grizzly Gran is an actual 
magic user and sorcerer, uh, I assume that the words in their Bible, the stories in their Bible, might go down a little bit differently than ours. Uh, up to and including which gods are allowed? I have this feeling that if you flip through the actual Bibles that the bears take to the chapel in the woods, it's probably a little, it's a bit more Silmarillion uh, than, than the Bible we have. There's, there's probably a lot more named deities uh, with their jobs, and apparently their, uh, their office charts, then we get our hands on. Then we get to enjoy at Sunday school. So uh, I, I, I was I was tickled that Mother Nature works for God. I was tickled that there is a that there is a that there is a, a, a hierarchy there. Now the book the, the book ends right there. Everyone's having a great time. It's a harvest festival. I'm jealous. I wish I was at a harvest festival right now. Probably, yeah. I probably wish I was at a harvest. I could go for some of this home cooking. I could go for some of this pumpkin pie, uh, and and that's it. This is great. Uh, that's all, folks. I mean, that's kind of the way it ends. They're all sitting around eating. It's a great harvest festival. Not much of a plot. Uh, just the bears enjoying enjoying the bounty and 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 appreciating what they have, which uh, you know is one of the one of the one of the values that Mike uh, extols in his religious books is is appreciating the blessings in life, uh, whether or not you see them as blessings. Appreciating what you have. Uh, and he, uh, the good food, bounty, family, friends, it's all part of the, it's all part of the community. Doing things, coming together as a community to celebrate each other's successes. Another huge part of being neighbors, being a community. Uh, but this being a religious book, this being a Zondervan book, uh, there's activities and questions from brother and sister bear. Let's talk about it. One, list five things Farmer Ben grows that were harvested at the festival. Well, we know that there were pumpkins. We know that there were, there's corn and apples, uh, corn, apples, pumpkins, um, corn, <laughs> apples, pumpkin. I can't think of anything else. I see the corn, hay, they didn't eat hay. It just says vegetables, autumn vegetables, corn, hay, fruit, vegetables, pumpkin pies. I'm, I'm going to stick with that, uh, but, it, but it adds on to this. Talk about how healthy eating honors God and his creation. That's an interesting question. Like how, if you're a believer, how do you see honoring God by eating healthy? Well, it would seem that Mike is referring to not only eating fruits and vegetables, but eating close to the plant and eating uh, locally. Because, I mean, what is Farmer Ben, if not the most local farmer? Uh, eating locally, supporting local growers, supporting local farmers, supporting local food suppliers. Uh, I see that as, as a form of caring. I see that as a form of neighborliness, as a form of community, as a form of, of, a form of compassion. Uh, I don't do it that much uh, because I am not friendly or nice. No, because, uh, but, but Alana... She does. She goes to the, the local farmer's market. She knows a lot of the local uh, food providers. Uh, she knows, you know, they, and they know her. Uh, her honey, her apples, various fruits and vegetables that she buys there. Uh, in addition to some soaps, uh, she, she knows these people. Uh, they are neighbors. They may not live near us. They may live further out state. But they are neighbors, and and to me, you know, Alana being a, a, a more religious person than I ever was, um, I see I see her constant 
dedication to supporting our local farmers markets, to supporting our local growers, uh, to supporting our local community as as an example of her walking the talk and putting putting uh, uh, those values into action, like constantly. She does it all the time, uh, and she tries to eat healthy. So that's part of it. That is part of it. There's also the whole your body is a temple thing. It's the one, it's like the biggest gift you have. So take this best care of it as you can. That whole thing. Uh, two, what did the Cubs and the whole Chapel in the Woods family learn as they participated in the Harvest Festival? What did they learn? Uh, well, I think they learned that, uh, that uh, what I just said, that it's, it's great, good, good to be together. <laughs> And celebrate each other's successes and celebrate your community. Um, besides a harvest festival, this is three. What are some other ways we celebrate autumn and God's gifts to us? Uh, besides a harvest festival. As if, as if you know, besides the harvest festival you throw every year. Um, besides the haunted hayride. Uh, what's other ways you could celebrate autumn? Well, clearly there's Halloween. That's a way of celebrating autumn. Uh, celebrating the, 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 the permeable membrane between the land of the living and the land of the dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, you celebrate autumn by taking care of your, of your environment. Uh, you celebrate autumn by, I mean, many different religions have different autumn observances uh, that have different types of celebrations. Autumn is, of course, for, in many locations on Earth, the, the prelude to winter, which in some parts of the Earth are, is a harsh, hard, horrible time of year for a lot of people. So uh, you can celebrate autumn as a way of saying goodbye to the light, hello to the darkness, um, lighting fires, lighting candles. Having last, uh, you know, like meeting meetups with your friends outdoors before it gets too cold. Uh, all kinds of stuff like that. But let's get out and do it. One, plant a garden. Your garden can be as large or as small as you and your family like. If you start small, get a large planter, seeds and soil. Plant the seeds like tomatoes and beans. Take care of them, watching them grow. Keep track of the progress as a family. I think that's a good idea. I'm terrible at growing things because I forget they exist. But if I were good at it, I would enjoy it. Uh, that's all I have to say. I'm terrible at growing things, but Mitzi has a little patch of flowers that she's growing, and Alana's like a, you know, she loves a garden. Uh, I, I think I think what I'm saying is that just overall, Alana's a better person than I am. Uh, many communities. This is the second one. Many communities have farmers markets. I didn't even realize this was going to be the next question. As a family, um, go to your local farmers market. Talk with your local farmers. Uh, see what, you know, see what he or she is growing and see how much work is it is. And, and, uh, yeah, go to your farmer's market. Just go to your farmer's market. <laughs> go to your farmer's market and talk to the farmer. I don't have to, I mean, I'm looking at these questions and I'm like, Alana does all this. Alana does all this. Maybe I should start doing all this. Get out of the house on a Saturday morning and go to the farmer's market. Minneapolis, St. Paul, they, we are, uh, spoiled with farmers markets. There's so many farmers markets around. It's it's ridiculous. We have so many farmers in Minnesota that grow so much amazing food. Uh, and that's the Baron St. Bears Harvest Fest. Not a Thanksgiving book. Not a Thanksgiving book. Uh, so I mean, sorry if you were hoping for I'm hoping for one. I don't, I'm not I'm not apologizing for it. It's not my fault. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this August, I have a one-man show called Lost in Bear Country. So uh, if you're interested, come and see it. It is going to be at the Minnesota Fringe Festival uh, this August. 
So get on to minnesotafringe.org, check it out. I have five shows. Each one will be different from the last because there is a randomization element to it. So come and check it out if you live in the Midwest or you live anywhere near the Twin Cities area. And uh, I would love to see people there. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. If nothing else, it'll be fun. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, keep on keeping on, I guess. And I will see you all next time. Deep in bear country.